you're about to go off the grid with Tony on the Dr. Brace's Network. Stay tuned. What up to all my fancy, fast, and fit folks out there, and then those of you that don't apply to, what's up to y'all too? This is your boy Tony. This is the Off The Grid Podcast coming to you live and direct, or a lot, or more recorded and indirect, from Dr. Bridge Studios, aka my crib here in Mississippi, right here in the kitchen, chilling, like I do all the time. So, um, we're here bringing you a show, and um, I keep saying we. Because I'm almost in Dr. Brace's mode. But I'm here bringing you a show. And if you're listening to this because you like hearing me go on and on about things. And ranting and rambling and fucking up on, on the audio. Um, and not cleaning up any of my verbal pauses. Or whatever. And I'm here and we're going to do this thing. So what you want to do? You want to go to your Apple Podcasts. Your Google Play. Stitch Radio, Spotify, or just about any podcast reader. You want to sign up for Off The Grid Podcast or the Dr. Bracey Network. You can get this podcast each time it's dropped in your little, little mobile device or your podcast player. Maybe you're still walking around with an iPod. I'm not judging. Maybe you got one of like media player, that, that, a streaming media player that can pick it up. Who knows? You're listening to the show, and I appreciate you for listening to the show because you could be doing something else. Like you could be doing... A many of things, but you're listening to me talk, and I appreciate it. You want me to tell you what? Here's the thing. I appreciate you so much that I will also take into account anything you got to say about this show. So, here's the way you can do that. You can hit, hit us on the voicemail line. 601-884-0125. Now, if you want to for this show, then we come into something that happened on this show. But you, or you can leave something for the Dr. Rachel show. Either way. If you want to leave an email, it's off the grid at drbraces.com. Very simple. OFFDA grid at drbraces.com. Send a, a send something. And I will read it. To the best of my ability. I can read pretty well. I, I would like to think, but you know, who knows? You might think differently. Um, and then if you want to support us financially, we have patreon.com slash drbraces. That is our Patreon page. Dollar a month, get you in there. It's real simple. You'll get at least the the Doctor Abrasive newsletter for a dollar a month. That's it. Three dollars a month, you get shouted out. Every show that we do, we'll shout you out. If I do two shows a week, you get shouted out twice a week. Think about that for three dollars a month. So that's four shows. I mean, four weeks, two shows a week. 12 times a month you get shouted out or people listening to the show can hear you in the names mentioned with my brother Trail, MJ, and Teddy Funk. There you go. You can be mentioned with them. And then if I get happy and do like a, like, you know, I'll get real froggy and I'll just say, just to reiterate that the patrons that are of in the, you know, the, the crew that we shout out are my brother Trail, Teddy Funk, and MJ, you get shouted out twice. Just like that, for three dollars more. Now, if you want to be fancy with it, ten dollars or more, you will also get shouted out every month. 
you will also get exclusive content that will come to your mailbox every month. So who knows what I might put out there. I might put out some episodes and podcasts. You get access to certain pages now because there are a few pages that if you have been going to check them out, they're not there anymore. $10 and up club, baby. I'm sorry. Had to do it. Yeah, pages that people were just coming through and they were just, you know, we put in work on them things, man. Put in work on them things. So, you know, if you come to see what your favorite, how to, who, where your favorite porn star is, how to follow her on social media, and what she bring on our top 100, you probably going to have to become a $10 and up member. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're going to do that work for yourself, which is fine. You can do that for yourself. I'm not telling you not to, but we put in some work. We did some research. We need to find these. We want to find these actresses. We need to find out if they act. If you know, it takes work to find out if they acted. Like it's not like it's a, a, a just out there. Like I'm working now. I've retired. I'm working. I've retired. You have to do some work. And still we miss. But you know, it is what it is. Snapchat list had gotten out of control. It's gotten so big. So it's gone to. It's one of the things. A couple more pages may join the list, but those two right now for sure. And like I said, you get some content that will pop up on every now and then. That is exclusively for those people that like to work with us. And that's the $10 and Up Club. We're also going to design some merchandise. Or not design some merchandise. We're going to have some merchandise drafted up and drawn up and created. That we're going to send out to people. I mean, not just t-shirts neither. So, like little things that you could possibly use. Cups, mugs, hats, fucking travel bags. Goddamn. Any little thing that we can think of, man, we're going to start dishing those things out to our $10 and up members. So, again, if you want to be in that club, $10 and up, you know, you might, who, who knows, you might be going on your next trip with your Dr. Bracelet Duffel bag on, you know, in, 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 in your trunk or on the plane or however you want to do it. You know, it's your Dr. Bracelet carry-on. You want people like, Dr. Bracelet, like, yeah, I listened to this show, man, and this shit was, you know, I got this shit for being a member, man. I paid $10 a month, and then they gave me this. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else I had to do? I think that's it. This show is the Grid show. And because I um, I ran out of words and I don't have a baby D here, I'm going to go ahead and take this pause. And then we're going to come back and we're going to get to some discussion, y'all. All right. So this next segment here is me having a discussion. I have an interview with Nay Jones. She is a I am Nay Fitness she is a fitness professional. She's competed. You know, she's got published, you know, work out there. She's been she's been doing this for a few years now. We got we were talking about how she balanced her career and her personal life, you know, what her brand is all about. This is a sig- a snippet of that interview. I'm going to post the entire interview on the Patreon page there, but this little bit here, you can see how we got into the discussion and where we were going and if you want to follow her for your own personal fitness journey or maybe you want to follow her for some of the more you know more more interesting pictures that she posts and i don't mean interested like y'all thirst bags might be thinking but we dirt bags but she does post pictures for you to admire so she's and she mentioned this in the interview if you this the whole thing but there you go i am they fit on on twitter and instagram check her out but here we go with the interview and this snippet so, Miss um, Nate Jones, so we get into talking about your business and your fitness journey. What got you into lifting? So, I started lifting back in May of 2015. And what started me going to the gym and everything was actually a breakup. 
I went through this crazy breakup and I just decided to start going to the gym, lifting just to distract myself and, you know, get it off my mind and things like that. And while I was lifting, my body just started changing really fast. So I would go to like a supplement store or just be out and about and people would ask me, hey, do you compete? Like, you know, what category do you compete in and things like that? And I had no idea what they were talking about. So that's when I started looking into competing and things like that. And next thing you know, that's how everything got started. If you're watching this, it means I probably didn't make it. Somebody knows we're here. Got more of those radiation signs. Can we just take a breath? Every walker I kill, that's one less dangerous thing out there. We're getting close to something. We can't stay here for long. All right, y'all, let's get down to this entertainment talk. Let's talk this TV, because I got a lot of TV to talk about. And this will be the episode. Once I finish this, then I'll be done. Yeah, I'm not going to do a, a, a urban reading, urban literature today. I'm just going to roll with it. <clears throat> so, the first four shows, I, I finished the season. So, just to get a recap of the series, I mean, of the season. And in, in one case, the, the finale of the series finale so to speak but um start out with DC's Legends of Tomorrow um we we kicked this season off because we introduced John Constantine we brought in his continuity from the TV show Constantine um same character same storyline we just roll with it you know what I'm saying and we kind of didn't well he's been on he was here last season but we made him a full-fledged member of the team this season, and we rolled with it because last season we had Mollus. This year we wanted to bring another mystical, magical creature in here, and with that, we decided to, instead of sending them through time, we will send them through time, but we'll be chasing our magical creatures because it wasn't enough that they were trying to chase Vandal Savage in the beginning throughout time, who was an immortal being, and we are trying to travel back and stop him from his rise to power. We decide here this season that we're going to go back and forth with this time thing. Where the Time Bureau is full-fledged, uh, um, not full-fledged, is fully acknowledging them. And they are, are arm of this this bureaucratic um, part of the government. So we're going in. We're chasing down magical creatures. we got John Constantine as a part of the crew. we still got Zari here. Um, what's the name? Went back the last season. She went back to her Zambezi. So she was gone, but we found a way to work the the actress back into the show by creating this shapeshifter who would take her shape. And then not just that, she she by doing that she actually got to use you know, perform under her normal um her normal accent or just not have to try to change her accent to match this other character, which is cool. It worked. Um, she got to play a little bit loose and it gave her some range too because she has a different a totally different character now um, and we worked her in by season by episode 3 of the season um, we also brought in uh, Biff from Back to the Future because why not you know for pop culture references we made him Hank's dad and he was here for a while but we pushed through the scene this whole season and I think it worked out pretty well that they started the season out hunting the magical creatures, 
and come to find out the magical creatures that they were hunting i mean they were hunting were being rounded up for a grander scheme so they essentially were working for the the villain by the end of it which was um, a demon neuron who was really just collecting magical creatures so that he can release them upon the world so that his whole plan was to incite fear in the world and he could use fear to open the portal of hell and, and bridge earth and hell together and bring the demons to, to earth pretty much um that was his grand scheme and in this he would occupy a couple hosts um first was um constantine's um boyfriend from new orleans um and then um he would eventually end up in ray's body and ray would be sent to hell and the other callback to the constantine thing was the fact that um in constantine I never watched the show, but in Constantine, apparently, he was trying to save the soul of this little girl and end up losing her to the to you know to demons in hell, and they brought her back. They brought it back and they put it in here, and then in hell, somehow she grew up to this full grown black woman who was looking fine as hell in this motherfucker, and um, possibly gonna going forward for next season. What we're gonna have to deal with now, probably gonna deal with some other things because of what she did by the end of the season. Uh, I, I still like the way they work through each and every one of these characters because this is an interchangeable team, which is cool. It's not a DC franchise that's, you know, has like known characters that people really like care about and know all the history about. These are just people who just kind of like roll in with the with the B in the C squad, well C in the D squad. So it works. It works pretty good with them. And I think, man, the crazy part, man, is I like Zari. I like Zari. And then the fact that she disappeared, um, really, man, really fuck with me, man, because I was I was feeling Zari on being on this show, and not just not just the character, but just the the woman that was playing her as well, and just seeing her on the screen, and and because of the diversity brought to the cast. I mean, that's one thing we can say. This cast has been very diverse. Now, what I think is, uh, just looking at it, man, it looks like we're about to get an um, an Arabic man as a part of the team uh, going forward. So, you know, I'm ready for that. Season 5, we're going to be rolling out with them. They're going to be a part of the, um, the, the Crisis of Infinite Earth, which would be pretty good. And you know what? I, because I haven't watched all the other shows, and I got a feeling that old dude is in, in Arrow and... Uh, he's in Arrow and fucking uh, Flash. But old dude from the from the first crossover event, he was just like willy-nilly sitting in the crowd. like, And, and I'll get to this in a second, because I was like, damn, didn't I just see him saying or doing some shit? But it wasn't this show, it was another show. So I got a feeling he's in those other shows too, which which works well because we're gonna get Batwoman coming up, and um, I'm glad that oh shit I ain't do Gotham. Gotham came to an end, um, which was pretty good. It was separate from this whole franchise, but it was just the origins of Gotham, and it was kind of like and you know the great thing about Gotham, and it's the thing that people complain about with um, Rogue One. Gotham gave us the fan service. The end of the season, we got Batman. We saw Batman. We actually, because, you know, you're going through the whole series and you see this young teenage Bruce, Bruce Wayne and we see all this other stuff. But we got Batman. Um, they uh, they did the one thing that I kind of didn't really care for them doing. They did get the, score, the, the origin story of the Joker. So, 
they didn't never say that he was a joker, but they got they towed that motherfucker really, really, really close to the line. Um, so if dude wasn't a joker, then cool. If he was, then son of a bitch. But um, we got the order stories about everybody. Uh, Penguin put on the monocle. Um, hey. I don't know how I ended up getting to Gotham, but yeah, I just had to re- I forgot I had watched the, the last of that series. Um, Legends of Tomorrow, man, I'm ready for season five to come back and catch up, see what they're going to go over there, because I know it's a part of Crisis of Infinite Earth. Another series that are part of that crisis is Supergirl. Finish that up this this um this week as well. So, mind y'all, I'm only like, what, about a month behind? Eh, not quite a month. Season finale of Supergirl was May, May 19th. Um... Superman has been off Earth this entire season. So he's been on Argo, um, basically living it up with the last surviving Kryptonians. And he hasn't been here and it's been in Supergirl's hands to be, you know, fight for what's true. Now we got the thing at the end of last season where we saw the clone down in what we thought was Russia, but it was actually uh, Kaznia, you know, because that's what DC does. They give you countries that you don't know. Um... She was there and doing her thing, so we just got this feeling that we about to have this whole uh, communist versus uh, American idea going back and forth, and we end up getting this man really deep cut on in the beginning and all, pretty much all the way to the end. But again, just like with Legends of Tomorrow, we realize that the whole premise of the beginning of the the show and what we were going with was a part of somebody else's grand scheme. So the thing was, they were basically writing up this alien act or repealing the alien amnesty act. And they were trying to deport and collect up aliens and send them away. And for whatever reason, and a lot of things happened here because everybody was the puppets for who would be revealed much real quick in the series. Lex Luthor. He's here by what? 16, what episode was Lex reveal? I can't remember when Lex came in this thing. I think it was after they came back from the break. This is when we, when we found out it was Lex Luthor. So, it's at least around February before he finally appears in the series. So, episode like 10, 12, somewhere around there. It's, we realized that Lex Luthor is basically going to be involved in the series. And Lex is pulling strings with everybody, the whole Alien Amnesty Act, the rise of Ben Lockwood and Agent Liberty, all of that shit that we saw in the first half of the series, right before the crossover event, and we go to break. Lexus is fucking playing this shit off of everything for his whole purpose. Because, like in Legend of Tomorrow, Lex wanted him to round up the aliens because he wanted to collect all of the aliens' power for his own means. Um, he even had found out about the clone of Supergirl and was basically working her against um, working her up in his plan so that she can one day come and attack the United States and basically build the need for him to come and be the United States savior and, and our sister. He had everybody in his pockets, man, and nobody saw it coming. Even his own sister didn't see it coming. And um, he played her you know, to develop in, you know, she was working on that in the beginning of the, the show where she was working on the hair and all, trying to give humans superpowers and make them strong and everything. She worked on that all because of something that he planted. And um, consequently, James Gordon ended up getting it. Um, ben Lockwood ended up getting it. 
and it ends up costing everybody by the end of the series, I mean, of the season. Um, Manchester Black, man. I forgot about Manchester Black, man. Damn Manchester Black. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, it seems that he, you know, he was a victim of his own um, ambitions, but I'm hoping that he still survived and he can come back soon. Cause Manchester Black are pretty good, though. But he didn't really fit in what was going to happen at the end because this whole thing was he was fighting for the rights of the aliens or he was basically, not even that, he was just fighting against the goddamn imperialists and, and, and all of these, these extremists. But he was an extremist in and of himself. You know, he felt like if you didn't agree with him, then you had to die. Hey, no thanks, season. Huh. And uh, Red Daughter ended up going out in a blaze of glory. Of course, Lex Luthor took her out the game naturally because he built something that he knew how to how to kill and and he grew it in his own in his own way. I mean, unlike. Superman and Supergirl, she grew up with the ideas of him as somebody who hates her, <laughs> hates the Kryptonians. So, of course, he built her in a way that she would never basically over, you know, overthrow him. And every time that she realized what's going on, it was too late for her. <laughs> it wasn't nothing she could do. Uh, other CW series is uh, Charm. Um, the reboot of the original uh, T. What's that? What they were on TNT? What LCW do? Well, the original series, but this reboot. This is the first season we got here with the three sisters. Um, they're all of mixed ethnicity. Um, two, the two youngest ones grew up with their mother, um, not knowing anything about their fathers, and oh, but I don't think they knew anything about their fathers. But they they come to find each other after the mother dies, and if it's pulls them together, they come to find out they're charm warrens, and that there's a prophecy going into play that the source is going to rise when all these things happen. Things, the signs of the prophecy start, you know, kick the show off. You know, we had the harbinger that looked like fucking venom, and you know, we had all we had the the what's the thing that looked like a white walker in the beginning of the season. But as we went along, we got a couple more um, little stories here. And it was funny because I'm sitting looking at IMDb. These IMDb ratings really didn't do them a lot of justice in the beginning. But I don't know if it because people stop watching and start rating it. I believe that's what it is. Is the reason why the show started getting yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't that the show was getting better. It was that people stopped rating the show as much. Because when it first came out, it had a hype. Because I'm looking at the first episode, it, had a, it has a thousand ratings. It's five out of ten stars. But by the time you get down to the, the finale, you have 131 ratings. And it's seven stars. So, you know, that, that doesn't bode well for the show. But at the same time, is you now you know who your fans are. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's enough to keep them going or make them totally just, like, rewrite this thing. I know they're coming back for the next season. This I know. And I guess I should look at some of these other shows and see what their rays look like. Let me go back real quick. Uh, Supergirl. Supergirl's been on for four seasons. So let's look at what their ratings look What her, her reviews look like or raters. Uh, 424 for a season finale. But even at four something, I mean, we had 500 charm. When they had 500 viewers, they still weren't that high. They're still in there. Still right around 5.0 so again 
what does that mean for the series? She started out as with a thousand Raiders too, but she only lost about five hundred. By the end of the season, we had a lot on with Charm. We had a, a couple things went through here. Um, they built a bond. We found out that the older sister and the younger sister are actually blood sisters. They're the same mom and dad, and the middle sister is the one who is the is, who has a different father. Um, which is crazy because I'm trying to figure out how that happened. At least you got back with the man. I don't know. Uh, we also realized that the older sister is. You know, we did something a little different here than what we did with Paige where on the original series where she was half white light and half um half witch. This one was half demon, half witch because they used demon blood to bring her back when she was dying as a child. So she was half and it played into the whole outline of the story where we started out with this one guy who was half demon, half human, and his dad, who was a full demon, was trying to groom him, well, not trying to groom him, was preparing him to become the source so that he can kind of like, you know, make him do what he needed him to do. Um, we didn't get a lot of demons so much in the show, like, because I, I, you know, think about the first season of Charm and the second season of the original Charm. How we got demons. Like, we kind of got a couple of weekends, a couple of demons. But they kind of kept it kind of, you know, mild. But we are talking about the 90s when CGI wasn't that much of a thing. Or big of a thing. And to do this with these characters, it probably caused, like, blew the budget wide open. And with the CW, we know that they kind of would do CGI things within their budget, too. That they can make characters into demons off the top, you know, real easy. Um, we didn't really get a lot of those mystical creatures like that because I want to say by the end of the original charm like there were so many different mystical creatures that were being introduced like we had a whole storyline with Cupid we had uh, we had Leo running a fucking mystical or magical creatures university the little school academy you know like it was a lot of shit going on and this season, of course, you know, you're not going to get there that far because they just started. But, like, we killed all the elders off. Uh, do you understand how long it took for them to even introduce elders in the original? Like, I don't think Leo was introduced as a white lighter or an angel, so to speak, until, like, somewhere around the end of the first season, if not the second season. I have to go back and look at that. So, we get the white lighter off the jump with Harry. And then we introduced them to the, to the elders and where all the elders are. And the part of the prophecy was all of the elders had to die for the source to rise. And then by the end of it, Macy, the older sister, becomes the source. Spoiler. And uh, we had to deal with her and how to get the get that, that power up out of her by the end of that season. And, you know, like I said, the journey we take to get to that point was worth watching. I know some of the things are outlandish, like, the, this black woman out here standing in the show, in the snow with this damn snow just hitting her freezing hair. Uh, a little unreal, but, you know, hey, do you, do you. Uh, other show. This one, man, this one is funny because it is gone. Um, Because of Fox. Star. Star came, um, the Star hits his third season, we come into it, and... Star's pregnant, and it's crazy because the thing about it is, it wasn't just they wrote 
star being pregnant into this whole design of the show. The actress, you know, was pregnant, and they decided to roll with it, so they put it in the storyline, and it's crazy because during the course of this whole recording, she had a child. So they did it, you know, they kind of kept her off out of the main storyline for a while. Um, they did a little, they did a little uh, story where she was in in jail for whatever reason. I forgot what they put her in jail for, but she was in jail for a while. So they she wouldn't be a big part of the episodes until the end when she finally got out. I'm pretty sure this is when um, when Jude could come back and do her thing. So they get back in here and they're back to work and now they're we out here with the ASAs, which if you remember the ASAs from Empire, if you watch Empire, it's this big this basically like the Grammys, which is crazy because the ASAs are popping up here. Mind you these both of these shows are in the same universe. And there ain't no mention of it on Empire, like they don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> and both of these shows do the same thing. Well these record companies who's supposed to have some of the well, first off, Empire's would have had a great artist because it's got the legacy. But the record level at on, on Star, it was, I think it started out as Gravity or it ended up as something else. I don't even know. It may end up as Gravity. No, it started as Uptown and ended up as Gravity. Like, they always running out of money. <laughs> they always need money. Like, we out. It was like every episode, we out of money. What are we going to do? We got to make this money. We're going to do this show. Oh, we out of money. We're going to do this show. Somebody come by. There was even a little thing in there where the lady, Giselle from Empire, Nicole Ira Parker came through and wanted to invest, was going to invest in Gravity Muta for Empire. Now, I, I don't know how she's supposed to do that because she didn't get no fucking money for Empire. <laughs> like, these niggas are broke as shit on Empire. At the same time, here she is down here flooding her motherfucking cash and shit, trying to motherfucking save this goddamn record label. I was like, I don't understand how any of this shit works because all these motherfuckers ain't got no ain't got no bread. But there she was. And um Jude came back. Well, Star came back, and as soon as she comes back, she would get a baby up. And then everybody around Star's like, You don't have to get a baby up. She's like, Yes, I do. It's gonna be a better life because I'm such a shitty person and this, that, the other, da da da. And then I was just like, but everybody and then I started realizing like they so heavy handed with this shit. That I think the whole soul process was look, this baby was unexpected. We didn't want her to hold her protection on this show because you know she was having a baby. We decided to just finagle in the whole pregnancy here. Then you know somebody got the bright idea, so you know what'll be interesting? We'll let Star be with this dude right here when the show goes off air. When they come back, we'll make the baby black and say the baby by this dude right here. Oh, drama. So they did that. She get the baby, and she actually ready to get the baby up. And then I just start looking at it like, you know what? I think the going forward was just to get the baby off the show, out the storyline, because it was killing everything they had going for them. It, it, they never had no plans of having a baby as a part of this whole deal. So they they just went on through that. They brought in Kimberly Lee's. I mean, uh, what's your boy had the had the had some had some acting chops in his family. Harry Perrineau and Kimberly Lee's his mom and dad. But she came in, she held a uh, she held a knife to stars. Bitch, you don't know who I am, some shit like that. Oh man, it a, Lee Daniels gonna be doing the most on that show, man. They be doing a lot. They keep the drama going. Uh, I knew a while back that they announced the star one coming back, but I just saw an article like last week where Lee Daniels came out and said it ain't happening. Apparently, he was still trying to fight to keep the show in the air. 
And I guess he wanted to run them together because, you know, we already know that Empire ends next season. So I guess he wanted to give them one more season, you know, to kind of like wrap everything up. And the reason why I thought he was trying to do it because, man, that last episode, man, it wasn't – here's the thing. The last episode was written from the standpoint of our season eight. And I thought, right, they did the same thing in season two. They wrote the episode under the premise of we come, we we plan on coming back. So at the end of season two, we had what? Uh, we had Brandy and not Brandy. We don't call her Brandy. What is her name? Uh, Carlotta and and Cassie. We had them sitting at the table with their guns pointed towards one another. We had the plane crashing in it, and we had um, Star was doing whatever she was doing, and um, her sister was her name. Goddamn it, Simone was was living it up with her husband. So it looked like a point over. You know, we kind of left it off and we got on a cliffhanger, but we're gonna come back. But we had the plane crashing, or a plane was a plane had crashed, and we didn't know who was on it. Because we had a couple people that were going, leaving the city. No, we give this one. We brought back uh, Derek's grandma. We brought her back. Because her storyline was she got raped by the dude. She killed the dude. And she left because, you know, game members going to be looking for her. She came back. I don't know how these niggas, it, they, these niggas did that WWE thing where... We know everybody come through that same curtain, so we know they had to pass each other. <laughs> one one left the stage to come to the other. Derek left the house, and right behind him leaving the house, two niggas from the gang came in that motherfucker. So, unless these niggas were hiding underneath the steps when he walked out, there's no way he didn't see these niggas come in. So, they come in, and she do this grand scheme, this grand thing, which they start to show off with this. She do this grand thing, and she gets shot. And um, these niggas were working with Cassie, which is crazy. And you know what? I don't remember how these niggas was in. I know they was working with Cassie, but they were working with somebody else. That dude was, that's crazy about too. God, I just remember, they didn't work that out. That dude came up missing because her wife, the, the, the crime lord dude that Cassie was messing around with, his wife showed up and told Cassie, like, they never found his body. So, we don't know what happened to him. Now, I'm wrapping up everything that happened in this show. Anything. We don't know what happened to him, so he gone. Um, who else was missing? Uh, well, they, the, the, the gang the gang came. Uh, uh, bank roll, bank head, bank something. I don't know. Them niggas in the black. They come into the wedding. Again, a fucking big-ass wedding with a an artist that people care about who just won a something that is similar to a Grammy <laughs> come in, these niggas get into the wedding with a fucking security and they come in with motherfucking automatic weapons okay so here's the part that's okay they shot Cassie first she was standing in front of Carlotta who was arguing with her her son brother oh she got raped by her dad she had a kid he gave the kid away to his his brother, I believe, the raise. You know, he kept the baby close. Couldn't find out the dude that been calling her cousin Carlotta all the time is actually her son. Oh, they be doing the most of these storylines. <laughs> oh, who 
supposed to be out there. They shot her. They shot somebody. Oh, the little crazy chick from whose sister died next to. Um, Damn, I keep losing the character name, man. <laughs> Alex. The little crazy chick whose sister died next to Alex, man. She came through, man. She, she topped, she gave, uh, gave Derek a little toppy in his sleep. And uh, this stupid nigga <laughs> didn't realize it was somebody else. But she showed up at the wedding. Talking about, so how you going to talk to me after what we did last night? Uh, so we had to bring her back, flush her storyline out, which, you know. <laughs> didn't make sense, but it didn't matter. It was still good. <laughs> I just think about this man. I'm still laughing at this show because <laughs> some of this stuff don't make any sense. And I just, I just go back to the Game of Thrones. Like, man, people wanted Game of Thrones to be so much. This show will not get a finale, and they wrote all this shit under the auspice of we gonna get another, we gonna get another season to flush this shit out. <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> oh man. It shot Angel, who is uh, who is Simone's husband, who they've been going back and forth because she out here being an activist, you know, for people, for um, the city to be a, a, a what's it, a, a sanctuary city. And she trained, this nigga almost got blown to smithereens. <laughs> so he mad, she had to challenge these damn races out here, which was fucking crazy because this dude looked, that racist dude looked so out of place. They made him so over the top and I'm just looking at this show like Lee Daniels you can't be mad at Jesse you do this with your characters you made your racist dude so over the top he was so over the top he just didn't have on a MAGA hat cause you know you can't get away with that for some reason and dude came here talking that shit man and dog that, that man it was just so fucking crazy um Simone was sitting there. Angel gets shot in the chest trying to save uh, Derek and Alex. Don't understand why. He got a whole fucking wife here that he could be shielding from this. Well, he was shielding Derek and Alex. Uh, um, Star, of course, didn't get hit. She was laying down her, her and old, uh, old drunk ass nigga together. Her and Noah. They back there chilling and shit. It's the whole fucking thing was crazy. Harold Parano, uh character, I can't, I can't remember what his name is. He revealed that he had cancer and all this stuff. Lee Daniels like to put cancer in shows. I see that now. Because uh, he put cancer in Empire. So, he played with that for a little bit. Um, I did so much on those. I guess I can go ahead and get into just some shows I watched this week. Some up-to-date shows. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was last um, Friday. We had to deal with Cold Yellow. What we got to find out that Deke um, is back on Earth. He runs his own tech company. He using a lot of Shield tech to you know get rid of Seal to the world. Um, they had a, a spy working with him. Come to find out, the guys from the other other dimension are here to hunt him down. And it seems like they're hunting people that are out of place, and I feel like they go into a situation where they're hunting people who either jumped in time. Or people who are just basically anomalies. Kind of like they're the reverse of the DC Legends tomorrow. And they're trying to kill these niggas. Because uh, they, they fuck some dude up. Um, Yo-Yo and Keller. The dude that, that you know kind of be fooling around with her on the side. They kind of like tease going public with this shit. Man. I didn't see what was coming. But I should have. 
man, it felt kind of bad what happened to old Killer, man. Hey, man. Can't take can't take Max Girl, man. I know he did, I know he is the the head of Shield right now. Can't take Max Girl. Mm, so, did they even kill that alien? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Dee's girlfriend is a social media maven. Like she that whole last little segment of the, what they just had her recording everything was pretty good. Um, and you know, like I said, they gotta keep Deacon Chick, but we brought him back into the cast, so that's pretty good. I I can work with that. Um, Legend, not Legend tomorrow. Fear the Walking Dead is back. We picked up with the first episode of season five. You know, I'm finally caught up because I was behind on this for a while. So Morgan and Alicia, they all together. A bunch of people who've been trying to kill each other all almost all the last season all together now. Um, you know, they ended up at the dinner factory, and they're trying to help someone, and they get a plane. To fly somewhere to go find this dude, and they crashed the plane. Now I don't know how the plane crashed. I don't know because Al can't fly. I don't know, but they crashed the plane in the territory. They run to these kids who out just kind of like gallivanting through the woods. Um, who's had a sister who had a van who picked them all up because you know, even though she goes on there and says, "Hey, uh, fuck all these people. I don't want to help nobody." She can help them anyway. The kid, the boys helped them, and they took them to a truck stop they're trying to get to. But the t- plot twist was the them going there on this mission because they're trying to help people, trying to be all nice and shit. Um, Morgan ain't learned shit. Was that they were being lured away from the dinner factory because the dude who owned the trucking company um, had saw that they was out there in these roads and he wanted to get them away from there so he can have what he claimed to be his shit. So. And then the crew split up too because we got um, the little girl, I forgot what her name is, and uh, my boy, uh, Victor. They are in the, you know, they in the, the fucking tanker truck. And then, um, damn, I forgot them motherfuckers were still alive, man. Oh, Charlie's the little girl's name. Uh, Wendell and uh, Sarah. Uh, I forgot they were still alive. I, thought, I don't know why I thought they were dead. <laughs> But they are, you know, driving the big rig, and they go back to that damn, they go back to the damn dinner factory, and that bitch has been overrun. So, and looking, and looking, and, and Alicia, man, come so far, man. Cause I know in the first maybe a season and a half, I hated her character. She was so fucking gullible. She was so fucking. I don't want to do this. I can't believe do this. And she's a motherfucking stone cold psychopath right now. I mean, granted, she did lose her brother, her mama, her stepdaddy. Like, her dad had been gone beforehand. Like, she did lose every fucking body that was on her. Her stepbrother, all them motherfuckers gone. Don't go psychopath. Like, we watched her grow up in those fucking four seasons. And she is here. And I don't know if they're going to do the fast forward at the time that Walking Dead did. But, you know, it works. Still works for me. Still, still works for me. So, that's TV. I appreciate y'all for listening. This is going to be the show because I put the snippet in there and I didn't want to go on and on and on for y'all. I went on and on enough, long enough with this. So, if you enjoyed this, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button on your podcast reader. Please go ahead and share it out with your friends. Please go ahead and send some feedback up in here. Is there some shows I need to watch? Because summertime is that time of the year where it's kind of come hard that, um, you know, you're going to watch movies or you're going to watch... Uh, you can watch 
some old reruns. And my thing about it is, I like to try to do these movies before other people see them because, damn, I was gonna go see Godzilla, man, and motherfuckers already throwing that bitch in the garbage can. And when and when I said the garbage can, they throwing in the same garbage can with Dark Phoenix, which is crazy because I had no intentions of going to watch Dark Phoenix. Damn, that motherfuckers, oh. Because if I go watch Godzilla, man, might as well go ahead and watch Goddamn Dark Phoenix. Goddamn. Man, this motherfucker's in the same universe with King Kong, too. Kong Skull Island. Well, I did finish the other John Wick, so I could go watch John Wick 3. I know it's been out for a while. Spider-Man will be out in a couple weeks. MIB International will be out next week. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. I uh, appreciate y'all for listening, man. Um, got some things I got to take care of on this end. Probably be doing a Dr. Ray show this week and not one next week. So you get one more Dr. Ray show. Probably one more after the show, just depending on how everything falls together for your boy. And I appreciate y'all for listening, man. I'm about to bounce about this thing until next time. I'm your boy Tony, and I'm out. Peace. This has been Dr. Ray's presentation.